Is Ukraine back on the offensive? And is the Battle of Bakhmut actually over with the Ukrainian victory? I'm Paul, U.S. Army combat veteran. It's December 29th, 2022. And this is your daily Ukraine update. Let's see how things are playing out. Okay, first off, let's look at the deep state map. This is, of course, the primary map on territorial control. It assesses no changes from yesterday. And as we talked about yesterday, Russians held at the outskirts of Optine, holding not one piece of urban Bakhmut. They occupy a portion of this wood line here, but that's more or less the extent of where they've been able to push into Bakhmut. Ukrainian forces really haven't uh, yielded much territory to Russian forces in the past, uh, really, I'd say, month or so. Uh, Even in the north, of course, they are still stalled out, having taken Yakolivka, but are sort of stuck in this no-man's-land salient, uh, unable to seize a Solidar uh unable to advance from Bakhmutsky. They're just sort of frozen in place. And when we look at the uh map of ground assaults, you guys can see that there's still these ground assault type efforts, but there's increasing reports that these are more and more anemic attacks uh with 10 to 15 man elements uh with very little tactical maneuver very little strategic thinking more like being uh ordered to advance uh and the results speak for themselves they're not achieving much of anything it's some i mean it's russian artillery is very good but at the end of the day artillery can't take territory you need light infantry to do that and well It doesn't look like Russia has the light infantry to pull it off. Um, What's more interesting to me is when we go over to War Mapper. Now, War Mapper will point out that there's been no operational changes since the last update in Bakhmut. That itself is interesting, again, aligned with the idea um, that the Institute for the Study of War has actually assessed that the Russian offensive has likely culminated. And, And it's they define culmination as the point in which a force no longer has the capability to continue its form of operations offense or defense and when a force cannot continue the attack and must assume a defensive posture or execute an operational pause this would of course mean that russian forces uh can no longer are no longer on the offense uh and are instead need to pause and reconstitute themselves uh now, that doesn't mean that you just sort of chill, right? They could still dig into their existing positions and continue to launch attacks simply to prevent the Ukrainians from uh, establishing really strong defensive positions or to prevent the Ukrainians from engaging in their own counteroffensives. Uh, they discuss the fact that, again, the, the combat footage shows that Russian forces are operating as these small squad-sized groups of 5 to 10 men. Uh, unsupported Russian infantry is what they describe them. Um, and that's how they're operating in Luhansk, but it, it aligns with many of the things that we've heard coming out of Bakhmut in interviews in which Ukrainian forces acknowledge that the Russians are operating in 10 to 15 man groups, uh, sometimes puzzlingly uh, with puzzlingly little strategy or even intent. We've seen 
a lot of videos where these Russian service members, and I use that term uh, generously because they don't appear trained, they appear more like civilians issued uniforms, uh, appear to be almost walking on a hike into enemy lines. And uh, it, it's really tough to, it's honestly tough to see uh, civilians stuffed into military uniforms sent to almost certain uh certain to become kias and that can't get demonetized guys you know you'd also know youtube has been cracking down uh but you know if you want to see the uncensored stuff including my breakdowns of some of these actual videos uh they are on the patreon so check the link in the description um it also discusses that Russian airborne forces have had to supplement the Wagner group operations around Bakhmut uh and Wagner Group, of course, must truly be basically defeated for Prigozhin to have to allow Russian airborne forces to supplement their efforts. Uh, he's, <laughs> Prigozhin and Wagner have basically staked their political future on the idea that they're the superior fighting force to the Russian Ministry of Defense. And when you see that they need Russian Ministry of Defense to bail them out, ultimately, it's a massive blow to the prestige of Prigozhin. And that's why he's sort of gone dark. We haven't heard much from him lately, probably because he realizes that his failure in Bakhmut is, well, humiliating and basically is probably the end of his bid to become the successor to Putin. Um, now, what's more interesting, the most significant news, what you guys tuned in for, is Ukraine back on offense? Now, many of these maps don't have it plotted, but the rumor is that it's near Sav uh, Savate, Savatove, God help me, Savatove, northwest of Savatove, rumors are Ukrainians have maybe achieved a breakthrough and are starting to go on the offensive. War Mapper is reporting that there is an offensive effort uh, to the north and south of Kuzumivka, Pichukyansk, uh, and Kolomichivka. Now, what, let's look at what those offensive operations might look like. So here is, you can see that there's some reports that these are now listed as contested regions. Obviously, the blue, as a general rule of thumb, is, is, is regions that have been Ukrainian controlled for some time. And I think this probably looks something like what we're what we are really talking about, though. So here is what looks like a salient in which they're pushing all the way to this rail line, um, liberating Kraychochaygivka. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, so these are small villages, and they're not of significant tactical import themselves. Now, what would be important, however, is if they can gain momentum, if they can break Russian defensive efforts here before the Russian forces can redeploy their reserve element and hold up to the fight. It's tough to say, right? There's a... So if they can get to Setove... Um, it would be a massive victory, or if they can, in fact, encircle it. Because as you guys can see, uh, Satove is basically fed through this rail line, this P-66 road here, the T-1307, the H-26, and another rail line to the south. So if Ukrainian forces can push enough to cut off this rail line and this rail line, they are going to have 
Satove, at least partially surrounded. Then there's only two thoroughfares into the city, uh, which is would not be inconceivable for them to cut it off, especially given the Ukrainian forces increasing mechanization, right? When you are operating mechanized forces, they can cover more territory once they achieve a breakthrough. Uh, of course, the one of the quandaries is going to be this river here, but there's some actually reason for optimism. One, because it's, you know, it looks like a fordable river, especially by tanks or APCs, potentially. And even more significant, it may actually uh, be frozen solid, allowing uh, tanks and APCs possibly to even just roll right over it, or at least light infantry. Uh, all of which would allow Ukrainian forces to make significant advances. And if they could get Satove, that would actually be fairly significant. It's one of the larger uh, towns along this Kremenina line. And so it would at least give them a, an, a base to, in which to consolidate and launch additional operations. You guys can see that the remaining territory, very open space, very conducive to mechanized warfare if Ukraine can make it happen, especially given the fact that Russia doesn't necessarily have a ton of uh, armored forces and mech forces remaining. So this is definitely, a, I think, a potentially good site for Ukraine to take to the offensive, um, given their proficiency with drones and their increasing confidence and, and resources with armored forces. Um, but time is going to tell if they can achieve this breakthrough. Uh, they're going to have to do so probably in the next, I'm going to say, three to five days, because after about five days, Russia will be able to deploy its reserves and shore up these areas where the attack is being pressed. And once they do that, it, it, it's going to become, it's going to go from a potential lightning offensive to a major slog. So the next, again, we're going to say 72 hours are going to be potentially really significant if this is indeed the start of a major Ukrainian offensive. Anyway, guys, that is all I had for you. Big news across the board. As always, if you want the uncensored combat video breakdowns, the kind YouTube doesn't let me show you, become a member of the Patreon. Thanks so much to my lieutenant tier patrons. You guys are the ones who make this possible. The new Patreon video is dropping tomorrow, every Friday. So you definitely want to check it out. And thanks again. I'll see you guys in the next one.